straight up when I play Street Fighter, it just allows me to like. That's how I came up with fucking one of my songs. I was just like, damn, I'm so fucking smooth. <laughs> and I was like, so smooth, like, uh, Mike Jack, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean, like, I was just like coming up with hooks, just playing. I feel like crazy shit can happen when you just do shit that's not solely focused on music. You know what I mean? Actually, the video game community is like big part of music community too like a lot so of, many producers are like video game connoisseurs and shit facts and you don't recognize that like i've never been into video games so i don't like i'm not part of that culture and yeah, i don't understand it is a different i don't understand it but it is a different culture and it, and and the people that get it get it you yeah. know what i mean yeah like that's how i um linked up with marvel alexander like just we love playing street fighter yo yeah and like, I met him in 2010. Actually, we met over the internet in 2010 um, through Shwiggy, one of um, me and Shwiggy's tracks. I don't know how the fuck he found it. It was on Facebook at the time. And he was just like, yo, fuck what you guys sound. Let's work together. And we had a great run. We made mad music together. But, like, that's what brought us together closer, I would say. It was like, wait, you fuck with Street Fighter? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm nice. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. So... Sometimes I'll just go to his house just to play. Like, right, it wasn't right, right. Even like we gotta make music. You know what I mean? Those are the best. Yeah. Those are the best times as a collaborator. Like, if you can collaborate with people and not have to work on music, just just to talk and just to, because, yo, know, when it, when it's solely business, yeah, it it dries up and it's like, you gotta build that friendship. You gotta like I was saying before, like you gotta build that rapport where you're like able to talk to the person on a personal level Fact. and not not solely be about music because I've had friends where like the talk turns into just about music where it's like like if I'm back in the day I would like my one boy I would tell him like yo like send me beats you know what I mean and like I'm you grow out of that phase but like at the time I could tell why he was not feeling chilling with me you know what I mean because mm-hmm. it was Cause probably it was like that. yeah he was probably feeling like yo like every time we chill you just want to fucking make music but like sometimes i just want to kick it like i don't yeah. feel like making music Absolutely. and it's so real you know it's like you don't need to make music every time and I, I think that that like a lot of younger people would gain from hearing that you know because it sucks when you first start and you like sit in the studio and nothing happens you're like <laughs> yeah you know we just wasted all this time but like yeah. it's not really a waste because you're like gaining understanding of each other absolutely i think that's um that's needed you know, when you actually have that camaraderie, you know, friendship. Right. You know, when you're collaborating. That's why I never really work best off of, like, internet with random strangers, meaning, like, I, like when people just hit me, I'm like, yo, let's collab. Yeah. I suck at that, I'll be honest. Like, there's a lot of people I owe, I owe beats that I say I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send you beats. And right, it's not right, even right. Uh, ill will. It's not even, like, negative or anything. It's just I don't work well off of, like, figuring you out through the internet. I got to meet you in person. I got to play you like 30 beats. Right. I can't send you five beats that I think you're going to like. That's another thing that I don't understand. (laughs) Producers uh, back in the day would like make these huge packs of beats. Yeah. And send them out. Or like they'd play packs of beats in a studio with an artist. And the artist would have a choice. Like nowadays everything is like like five beats and you email them and then it's like snippets because producers don't want to get robbed, which I understand completely. <laughs> so you're not even so, getting the yeah, full So you're not like, even hearing thought. the full, yeah, exactly. You're hearing like a loop <laughs> yeah. of like one part of the beat, you know yeah. what I mean? And then they're like, 
yeah, I want to work on this one. You don't know the transitions. <laughs> That's happened to me where then I hear the full beat and it's like, oh, there's no transitions in this. I just was like tricked by the 30 seconds that <laughs> I was sent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, it doesn't build up. There's nothing, you know? And that's like the most inorganic way to work on music nowadays. Yeah, you know what I is, mean? It is. It's fucking crazy. That's actually a funny, the funny thing you said because like even some people will hold off their best parts of the beat. And they won't send the best parts because they don't want it to get stolen. Me too. Like, right. I'm like, nah, I ain't sending this. You know what I mean? Like, this this is my best. This is my favorite part. Like, right. I would be so mad if they took this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm going to just send this little part and they'll get the idea. But nah. <laughs> so, yeah. So in working with people through email, like, how how have you navigated that? Because that is the world we live in. Yeah, it's realistic. Um, I haven't. And that's that's the honest part about it like i haven't really successfully navigated through that like i'll send you maybe you know whatever beats and if you pick one of them i'm cool with that you know right. like i i probably i'm a i'm a sucky follow-up person so like you gotta hit me up you gotta be on me for, in order for me to be like oh okay round two you know what i'm saying um like i said i just rather meet in person right i rather just like i'd rather you to tell me yo i liked these beats, but let's meet and record them. Right, right, right. Let's right. finish them. I will be all over that. I'll be like, I bet when. But if you like send me tracks back, I'll I'll love them. You know, they're gonna be equally as good. But I would wish for that part where I can give you some input. You know, yeah. Just like you said, so, like the curating part. Like I love that shit too. So right, right, right. I, and, that's and my actually, producer part in me. I feel like being a producer and being able to uh, stand in the studio or sit in the studio with an artist and actually build the beat around their vocal. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. like let them allow them to rap on the beat, and then if you hear certain things where you're like, "Oh, if I add something right here, like a bell, or I add like a, a stutter effect right here to the beat, yeah. it would drive it." You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like when you just send through email, it's like kind of like neither one is really meant to mesh. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like kind of they're kind of two separate tracks just being clashed yeah. together. You know, it's a, it's a mix, like a, a blend. Yeah, and <laughs> and it puts more it puts more stress on the artist because the artist has to be 10 times more creative when they just get a beat to their email because they're trying to create the transitions and create this and that. Yeah. When if you work in the studio with the producer, the transitions could be created by the producer while focusing on the vocal, but also just focusing on the beat wrapping around the vocal and making sure everything meshes correctly, Facts. you know? So, yeah, that that whole producer and uh, and rapper or producer and singer email thing that's going on is like hard. But what would you say to someone that's like, well, I live in California. You live in Jersey. How the fuck are we supposed to link up in the studio? That's, you know, that's absolutely different. And I guess that's, I guess what I'm trying to say is that most of the times I'm getting hit up from people that are reachable, right. that I can reach, you know, like that we are within the, uh, a radius of, let's say five to 15 miles. Right, right, right. So I don't see that like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm already like, ah, oh, I can meet with them. You know what I mean? So I'm approaching it already differently. A person from Cali, it's it's going to be a different approach on that end. So I'm going to be like, this is my only option. Right. So it's going to be, di- I think it's going to be different steps you take into figuring out that person before you even start sending the music. Have you ever sent people like a, like a beat that's not fully thought out, but just so that they could send back like almost like a scratch track? Yeah. And then you build around the vocal that they send back. Oh, Have you yeah. ever done that? I love that. 
I think that's doper because we have to navigate through email. Yeah. I think that that's a doper way to go about it. Where yeah. like, all right, yo, I'm gonna send you like a loop of what I'm thinking. <sighs> Rap on this yeah. and then send it back to me so I could build the beat around it. Yeah. Do you think that that would work the same way? I, I now that you position it that way, I would prefer. If I had to prefer anything, I would prefer that. Right to to actually. It's would you prefer creative. that to linking up in the studio, or would you prefer that to just the email? Just the email. Right, aspect. right, right. Like, I definitely would rather you send me your ideas than for me to send you my complete thought and expect you to hit it where I think you're going to hit it, but you don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather you just send me what you want to create and let's meet each other halfway. You know, I'll send you what I'm thinking. You you send me what you're thinking. Right. That would work better for me. Let me ask you something, because this is a, a issue that I run into with uh, producers. Yeah. When you send someone something... You obviously have a vision of what you hear on that track, right? Yeah. Have you ever sent someone a track and you heard them go on one way and they went the complete opposite direction, almost to the point where you didn't fuck with it at all? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you, how do you approach that? You got to be honest. And have you ever, have you ever said that from the jump? Like, yo, so this is what I'm hearing. It's not, and that's a great question because I don't think there's been many times where I've planned this is what I'm thinking. Like, you got to talk about this subject matter. Right. You know, I want it this minutes long. It has to be bright. It has to be dark. Like, there's times where I, I try to do that and it doesn't work for me. Yeah. So, majority of the time, I'm just creating. And if it sounds good, it sounds good. If it don't, if it don't, you know, it don't. Right, you know, right, right. Up. So, like, there has been times where I have to be honest and be like, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, this is my art, too. Of course. Like, it has I, your stamp on it. There you go. You know, it represents me, represents you equally. So if I don't like something, there's going to be a compromise. Like, right. I'm not going to settle for, you know, I have to compromise. You know, we both have to compromise. Because then at the end of the day, if it comes out bad and you don't like the finished product, you can easily put the blame on them. But you could also put the blame on yourself because you're like, I didn't say anything. That's true. You know, you know, especially if you're not right. upfront about whatever, it, you know, like you said, if you didn't if you didn't say why you didn't like it or at least give some type of feedback then you can't complain. Yeah. But if you give the feedback and the, and the person just releases it anyway, it's kind of... That's know. different. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's different. different. That's like some dickhead shit. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not necessary. But uh, I found like, there'll be producers that'll hit me up, right? And they'll be like, yo, I'm trying to work. And off the strength of each other's music, like, like we're collabing. And I feel like a lot of the time when people try to make beats for me that they hear me on, yeah, it's shit that I would never hop on. <laughs> And it's so weird to me because, I, yo, it leaves me sitting there and, and being like, why did you hear me on this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people do that. Like, even Data, the other day, Data sends me a, a track, and it was just, like, emo chords, and the track is dope. I just can't personally hear myself on it. And I, I hit him back, and I said, yo, I don't, I don't know. If you have a vision for this, like, let me know, because then I'll try to do what you think should be on this track. But, like, I can't hear myself on this track. Mm -hmm. And I think producers do that a lot, and I don't kind of understand that vibe so my idea is always or has always been they hear something before they send this and they hear me doing something before they send this yeah so that's why they were like oh this beat would be good for him yeah not yeah some in some aspects you might have to like oh i need a female singer on this right you know what i mean like yeah i, I definitely see that so maybe in that example maybe he thought he wanted your voice no matter what and that's sometimes it has to work like that too. Right, like, right. That's when you become a producer, not just a beat maker. Yeah. When you're actually like, 
yo, I hear fucking like you know data in, in this example. I hear Diggy on this beat. I'm not settling for anything else. Right, right. That's right. a producer. But like you know, there are gonna be times where it's not gonna be that track. Right. Maybe the next three. You know, you might have to hit it out. So see, and and the funny part is, I tell him like, yeah, I can't hear myself on this one, and then. He sends me two tracks that are the complete opposite of the track mm-hmm. he just sent, but they were exactly what I needed to be on. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, I was like, I didn't even say what I wanted to be on from him, but because I said, yo, that one's not really it, he sent me two that matched perfectly. And that's I'm like, amazing. I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what's dope. But like, yo, the the rapper producer relationship, I feel like no one speaks up. Yeah. So it's like the producers often disappointed in the track they get back. The rappers often disappointed in the beat that that they get sent. You know what I mean? And it's like this weird. I don't want to say that I don't like this, or yeah. I don't want to say that this isn't my vibe, because I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want to bother them. So let me just try to make a track out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't understand why that relationship exists like that. Well, it's all about being a nice person. You know, this is like with anything. You know, we're interacting with other beings. So it's just like a lot of times you don't want to disappoint someone or make them feel bad. But I think, like I, like I said, this is art. It represents you equally. If that honesty is not there, then the, the people are going to feel the product. At the end of the day, you're selling something, whether it's with a price or not. You're selling yourself. You're selling your music, whatever it is. If you're not being honest about it, people are going to feel that. Right. And whether it's outwardly, whether it's with words or not, it could be no reaction. I think that's the worst reaction. No reaction, just nothing. You're not moved, nothing. Then that's going to be felt through your music or art in general. But like, if you're honest with each other, you get to pick each other's brains. Because even like you, like when we were talking about Shrek, I made a bunch of songs with him. But they weren't all easy. Right. They weren't all like... We got in the studio, we recorded, and it was perfect. Like yeah. there's been songs that it took me months to mix because I just wanted it to, to sound away, and then I'll send it to him, and he'll be like, "Nah, I'm not really feeling it." Like he has a way of saying like, it's like a little thing he'll say like, um, like I sometimes I will like add a little bit too much to what was recorded originally. Right. So he'll record on like a simple ass beat. And he would think the beat is dope the way it is. Right. You know what I mean? And like, okay, we'll finish that session. He's already set in the mind that that's what I rapped on. That's my that's my song. It's like demo-itis kind of. Demo-itis. Right. So like me being the guy that, that's the actual beat maker, and I know the beat is just one-fourth of being done. Right. And my vision for the beat, sometimes I'll take it home and I'll finish the beat, send it back. He'll be like, this wasn't the song. Right. So for me, it's like, damn, like I really thought it was dope. So you do get that frustrating part, you know, when it comes to the creation process. But Does that kill your your whole mood and and like understanding of that song? Because now are you trying to strip it down to the point where it's like, all right, I don't know what I need to remove now because fucking I don't know what he thinks. Some songs, you know, some songs. I, I would say 100 percent of the time he's right. In in the aspect, you know, in this example, any artist can be right when they hear something and they connect with something. Right. I can't take them out of that element. Yeah, because it's subjective at that point. It's like they hear exactly what they wanted to hear. Exactly. So it was up to me at that point whether to say, you can record on this or not. Yeah. I could have just said, yo, this ain't ready. Let's move on to something else. I'll give you something that's ready. 
But because, you know, whatever, whatever happened, you recorded on it, you fell in love with it. I can't take that from you. Do you so think, it's a push and it's, it's definitely a pull and push. Right. Do you think that producers at times, because I've, I mean, growing up and, and chilling with producers, uh, my boy, Kerry, like uh, Durko Beats, he he like overproduces sometimes, but like to the detriment of the, the beat. Do you feel like you as a producer sometimes overdo it? Do you feel yeah. like you go too far sometimes? Because yeah. you're, you're consistently trying to build it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're like, you always think it's missing that one piece, <laughs> but you just keep going to the point where it's almost overkill. Do you ever feel like sometimes, that with yours? Sometimes, yeah. I think uh, I went through a period of being like that. Yeah. And now I'm removing that from myself, which is why it's, this is like more therapeutic for me. Like this whole 2018, like was a lot of removing was a lot of getting rid of ideas, getting rid of ways, getting rid of what I'm comfortable with. You know, I wasn't comfortable calling myself a rapper or portraying myself a rapper. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go and make a couple rap songs and get me out of my comfort zone because I can do it. Doesn't mean I'm going to be a rapper or whatever it is, whatever label I'm putting it to. Right. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to just fucking see what comes next. That's it. So like... In any moment, you know, I feel we should all try different things just to see where it lands and sticks. Because I feel like when me, I tried the overproduced route, it didn't work for me. You do, know? <laughs> do you think that uh, producers lack sight of, of how perfect simplicity can be sometimes? Yeah. I think, nah. This If you're talking about producers in general, I don't think so. But I think, like, there is a wave of people. Absolutely. Right. Because I feel like if anything nowadays, bro, the production nowadays, there's nothing. <laughs> like, and let's focus more on hip hop, you know, even, you know, not to, not for nothing. Music in general is getting more dumbed down. Right. Since I would say 2012. From 2012 till now, like even pop has embraced trap because of its simplicity. You know, like you, you have trap classified as EDM. I forgot where I read that shit. EDM, what the fuck? Trap yeah. music is like gutter, right? Hip-hop. It is gritty, like, yeah, 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 gritty yeah. hip hop. This is now because now it's a style of music, right? The simplicity, the fact that you can get on a track even vocally and say the same thing twenty times and you're not tired of it. That in its own is art. That's that's its own genre now. Its right. own type, you know. Because that wasn't if you did that in twenty in two thousand three. What we're doing in 2018 and 2003, people look at you like you're fucking crazy. Right. Because what they were doing at that time was the wave. And if you weren't doing soulful beats or gangsta hip hop like 50 Cent or whatever it is, if you weren't like an Eminem or if you weren't just what was popping at that time, you're going to look weird. So right now, I feel like if anything, simplicity is in. Mm -hmm. Simplicity is just people don't want to hear overproduced shit. They want to hear the right amount of produced shit. Because I've like looked back at at different tracks and there's some classic hip hop records where they just took a sample, looped the sample, added drums to it, and just rapped on it <laughs> for the whole time. Like there's no there's no build ups, there's no anything. It's just a loop with drums and voila, you know what I yeah. mean? And those are classic records. So it's like the art of overdoing everything doesn't really need to be done. It's and I think the simplicity has always existed. I just mm-hmm. think that it was more masked when it wasn't so electronic. 
You know what I mean? Like everything's yeah, digital now, so it's like very hard to tell. Back then, a sample might have contained like four instruments in the mm-hmm. sample alone. So it doesn't sound like it's just one instrument with an, like now you could really have like one synth line and drums and then that's a beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. it didn't sound like that when a sample has like violins playing and it has like an orchestra. Yeah. Cause you just hear all those sounds going on. So you're just, you label it in your brain. I feel like as like eight different instruments when it's really just that one sample. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's true. And that's honestly the, the style of music. You know, nowadays, since they're not sampling, you could you could see it right away. Oh, that's simple. I only hear three things. Right. You know, but not back then. The samples were, like, sometimes Kanye would loop a fucking sample and that's it. Right. There was nothing done to it. It just some EQing. Like the Alicia Keys joint, uh, You Don't Know My Name. Yeah. Like, when me and Data found that shit, at the, we were just so amazed. Like, what the fuck? And we just, loop, we kept looping it. We just kept doing it because, again, like, the fact that that idea of just, I'm just going to let this work do its, this is already done. Yeah. I'm just going to put it together the way I want to put it together, chop it up, put it out, boom. That was simplicity, but also complexity at that time. Because if you hear the sample, all the instruments, the piano, you know what I mean? Everything, bro. It's just, it's amazing. So it is a lot, but the idea of it was just so fucking simple that can you really say that you would have thought about it? Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. if it's so simple, no, because it's complex. So it's a mind fuck, really. Right. <laughs> I feel like sitting there, like even mixing. I mean, we were talking a little about uh, about mixing before, and it's like it's hard to think that you could just record a vocal in and just leave it alone, mess with the level a little bit, and just oh, the yeah. track is done. It's hard to think that and you I don't can't have to, to try that <laughs> over overdo it and like really like put all this work into it because as like an engineer you're constantly trying to fix and fix and fix, but like it's hard to conceptualize the fact that sometimes things don't need fixing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like buying a brand new house and and like trying to like fix the stairs. And it's like (laughs) the stairs are brand new. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing to fix at all. Like everything is perfect and we'll, we'll continuously try to fix things almost to the detriment of the song because we overproduce it. We overcompress. We do these things Mm -hmm. that, it, it's detrimental to the, the vocal. It's detri- uh, detrimental to the beat. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just too much shit. So I think that like we all have that aspect of overproducing stuff or like yeah. overdoing things, you know? Yeah. Even like even engineering too. Like I, I, I listened to all the older songs and a lot of the shit was just warmer. It was just more like, yeah, it was just like you can just tell. Like you, Even when you hear the P's, so, sometimes the P's come through. Right. You know, they're not filtered out. Like, and that was okay. Yep. You know, you didn't think at the time anything wrong because you were just a listener. And and that's amazing too because, like, at one point, did I forget that I'm a listener? You know what I'm saying? Like, because the engineer mind, once, for me personally, once I got the engineer mind, I felt like I just lost a lot of, like, I'm the love same way, dog. for music. I can't, I can't listen to shit the same as it's, everyone else. People send me shit. And they're it's like, crazy. yo, this track's hard. And I'm like, yo, that fucking reverb is terrible. Oh, my God, bro. You it's a, I mean? it's like, horrible. I, yeah. I'm losing the love for it. Like, I'm just... Now it's all calculated. Now I'm listening to things for, like you said, for errors to see if I can fix something. You overanalyze everything. <laughs> yeah, like, no. Like, this is... I never used to do this. And I say this to myself all the time because it's like, once I get back to that listener mode, I think it's going to help me create more. You know? So that's why 
this whole year has just been do you think removing. there's ever getting back to that listener mode or Hell do you yeah. think it's like riding a bike where it's like once you learn it you just learned it you nah, know what i mean like nah, you could get back to basics. you think so yeah hell yeah because i've been doing it this year and and that's why i could say maybe before i would say no because i was in that state of mind yeah but now i feel like i have like i've done less beat making and just actually went back to the beats i already made and learn again you know even learn my style all over again right seeing the shit that i used to put for the eqs there was only two things each and all my new ones are like eight different eq presets and each preset has its own preset and it's like wait wait this is a rabbit hole like yeah 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 and then i think about the music i've been making you know recently and i think about the music back then i'm like why did i love it more back then because it was just what it was it was a feeling you know it wasn't about the specifics you know, at the end of the day, all these shits that we have is pr- pretty much EQ'd to an extent. Right. So you don't really have to do as much. We're just doing it because we're doing it. Just right, because right. we know we can. And that's when it's not fun. So let's let's take it back because you just said back then you had this love for it. Yeah. How do you start getting into music? How do you fall in love with music? Music, like, is just something I was born into. Like, my mom... My mom was a rapper. <laughs> really? Yeah, straight up. Like she was I've a never rapper. heard anyone say that. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. like that's that's different. Because like, yeah, my mom was um being managed by my dad at the time, so he was more like helping her, and then he was a DJ. He's a DJ still to this day. My dad's a DJ, so it's just I was just gonna do music. Right. <laughs> it wasn't even like I don't think there was anything other for me to do in my household, so. Personally speaking, when I started to like actually pay attention, it can go as early as back as fucking like seeing early hip hop videos. That's like, of course, the first genre I could say that I've paid attention to. Right. Um, I've raised, I've been raised around house. You know, my mom loves house music. Nineties, everyone loves house music. Um, jazz and shit like that. My dad loves the Police. That's one of my favorite bands because of him. So like, music was just like. Uh, just a web of just creativity and just losing my thoughts and just diving in. Right. So officially, I would say I fell in love with hip hop. That's when I realized, like, that's when I paid attention to, oh, there's different, like, this is music. And the hip hop I fell in love with was like the early 90s as well. I'm, I'm a late 80s baby. So 93, I was like listening to all this shit like crisscross. Right. When I saw, and, and that's honestly when I could say, I started paying attention to style because I wanted to dress like crisscross. I wanted to wear my shit backwards. I wanted to drink Sprite because of crisscross. So it was the experience that allowed me to fall in love with it. Right. So I would say as early as like five. Like that's when I honestly fell in love with music. But as a as a creator of music, I started to pay attention when I was like 13. I started to pay attention to the linear notes of all the albums I used to buy and shit. Like Jay-Z albums. I would read it or oh, jay-z's my favorite rapper so i was buying his album since even the tapes days right. you know buying volume two on the tape so i started to read into the notes a little er- a little later rather than you know earlier when i was buying the shit and i started to pay attention like yo there's certain people or certain names that i'm seeing you know i'm, I'm now paying attention real recognizing certain things and now my ears because you know names are being attached to it now my ears are recognizing it through other songs right now I'm understanding production. Right, now I'm understanding right. what beats are. 
now I understand, wow, I actually like the beat more than the actual song. You know what I mean? Me personally, I think I'm listening to this song not because of the lyrics, because of the beat. So that's when I realized, okay, and then I started to be more in tune with the actual music. You know, I, I'm not, I'm, I can't lie, I'm not a big lyric guy. Like, I'm not like a guy that's going to be like, yo, you heard what he said? Like, yeah, yeah. That ain't, that ain't really me. But I'm a guy that'd be like, yo, did you hear that fucking, no, 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 no. And I'll do it with my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about, but like, I'm sounding out what my mind is attracted to. Right. So that's when I realized. And then from my teens, it's been, you know, I've recognized who the Neptunes were, I recognized Timbaland. I recognize, you know, those were like top two for me, Neptunes and Timbaland. And then eventually Just Blaze, when I started to get a little older, realized Just Blaze got the the live drums. You know what I mean? He got the, the he sounds like he got a fucking band. You know, I, that's his production sound. Okay, cool. Neptunes, synthy, spacey, fucking hard drums. You know what I mean? That's their style. Cool. Timbaland does the beatbox. You know what I mean? That's when I started to actually appropriate and understand, wow, everyone has their own style. Right. You know what I mean? Like, now I can see why this shit is is important because their styles are carrying carrying some of these artists. You know, they're, flo- they're floating on these tracks. They don't got to do much because the beats are banging. Right. So that's when I started to be like, okay, now I want to be a beat maker. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what. I can do, but in the back of my mind, that was always there. Like, yeah. I just love beats, beatboxing, all that. So, we'll fast forward even to when I actually got introduced to FL Studio, it was through Datamash. He got introduced, through, and he said it, like, he got introduced through his boy, and he introduced it to me, and it was just like, what? Like, wait, we're actually clicking in beats now? Like, right. we can make this shit with a mouse? So you felt like it was attainable because because you could click it in rather than the the big videos of like producers in the yeah. studio where you have to hit all these fucking pads and shit. You saw like, oh, I could actually do this on my computer. Yeah. So because it was more attainable, you actually that drove your your passion that for fueled it. the fire. Because even even that, like, we weren't really hip to like analog or like we weren't hip to at least I can speak for me on this on this more like I didn't really know what I was looking at. Like, of course, when you see a studio and you're not familiar with all that shit, that shit looks like like all Chinese. Like, it's just all blur, you know? Right. So I didn't know what was making the music, if you really ask me. Like, I couldn't sit here. And if someone asked me at that time, do you know how to make these music? I'll sit here and say, fuck no. Like, how? Of course know. not. Yeah. Yeah. But then seeing it visually through the programs and shit that's when i realized oh shit so it does come from somewhere right and then you do then we did the history being that your mom was a rapper yeah you never were introduced to the studio environment growing up well she only did it for like what when i was like two years old got you and she actually got a song on the radio but like since she had me it was more like a she just stopped. You know? It was like the decline of... Yeah, it was just not... Right. Yeah. Because also, yet. back then, you got to think, uh, if women had a kid, like, it's not like a Cardi B situation now where it's like you have a baby and everyone's vouching for you. It's like, back then, it was like, if you have a kid, your career's kind of done. Oh, yeah. Because your kid's going to come first, obviously. Yeah. And you can't be a touring rapper with a kid attached to you. Yeah, you know what working. I mean? It's not working. So, I So, you you found love. You figure out what Fruity Loops is. Where do you start incorporating 
the producers you love into your own music? How does that start happening? Because <laughs> I know at first you were probably trying to emulate different sounds, right? Yeah. I would say um, even the, the first official times I made beats, my, in my mind, I was just doing something that was fun as fuck. Like, I wasn't thinking. And that's why I would say, like, I officially considered myself a producer, like, 2010. And then I officially took a serious 2013. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even all those earlier years was just me, in my mind, having fun, killing time. Right. Doing what I love to do that I can't really call it yet. I don't know what I'm doing. But I know that this shit is fun as fuck. Because I'm not staying up, you know let's say from the hours of 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. in front of a screen just on Google. Some people can do that. After a while, I'm going to fall the fuck asleep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, But no, I'm from 9, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m., even probably longer if I sat there making beats, you know, early days. So I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is something I want to do. And then how I incorporated, like, my you know, sounds that I liked was the packs that we downloaded. <laughs> yeah. Neptune drum packs, you know, though even that back then you had shit like that. You had, you know, drum packs and shit that was sampled from other songs. And, and honestly, Jair and, and uh, well, Data and us, like we would go and take shit from other songs. We'll take a clap from fucking a Neptune's instrumental CD that we had. We'll take the claps from there. We'll take the kicks from there. And we'll sample it on Kool-Aid, which is what I still use. Yeah. And save it out as a wave. And now we got a kick. Now we got a clap, you know? So, like, we'll actually take the shit from these guys' songs. Right. And just make, make That's how own. it's been done from the beginning of time, oh, yeah. though. You know? Every producer. Every good producer. At that, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, like, even Q, like Q-Tip. Q-Tip took some of the craziest shit from tracks. Yeah. Like, Q-Tip takes, like, a um, mini Ripperton, like, like, screeching. And he puts it in the background to where oh, you can't you can't hear it. Yeah. But like once you hear it, you Is hear it. Is that lyrics to go? I yeah. believe so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and once you hear it, you hear it. But yeah. like before that, you would have never known. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah. a good producer usually is able to chop out claps from certain songs or kicks from certain songs, but using it in a way that like no one knows that they're using it. Facts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it becomes their own, even though that producer that did it initially is probably like, yeah. That's my shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, you, we were speaking earlier and you said that uh, 2013, you kind of mark as like the year you started. Why that year in particular? Well, that was a year I honestly found my sound. My sound, you know? And I felt like even earlier years I had a sound, but I wouldn't really call it my own. You know what I mean? I could do a lot of shit at that time, but... 2013, I started to focus and actually know that I make beats a certain way. Right. You know what I mean? So that's when I would say that was the year that defined me personally. Gotcha. Yeah. And being that um, you found yourself that year, do you feel like the the workload uh, kicked up because you were in that <laughs> zone now yeah. where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's when I started to reach out, you know, to different people and you know, at that point, form those relationships because I knew who I was. Right. I knew what I brought to the table. So at that time, it was easier for me to fit in where I can because I knew what I was contributing. 
right you know so yeah at that time it was just like oh yeah like whenever i want to now do something this is who i am and this is what i stand for you know so it's easier easier to work around but before it was still that figuring it out catering you know oh you want to make this okay let me make this for you yeah you know what i'm saying you're you're a beatsmith at that point absolutely but you're not really a producer you know, at that point, personally, I, that's what I always say to myself. Like, I actually fell on that producer road at that time, 2013. So that's the year. But everything else before that, I'm not going to count it out. Like, I make great music. If anything, my best music was probably made in 2010 to 2012 because, like, you know, right before then because I wasn't thinking. Right. You know, ever since 2013, yeah, I found my sound. But then I saw also my decline. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, because funny. it became a job at that point. Facts. Do you... Do you consider yourself like a, a data or like a Yume where mm-hmm. they make beats, but they don't make beats. They make songs out of their beats. Do you consider yeah. yourself that or do you consider yourself uh, a producer traditionally toward a uh, hip hop sound? You know what I mean? Because they their influences are more uh, instrumentalist more than it's it's really for the purpose of people rapping on it. Mm-hmm. I feel like your sound is a little bit more traditional hip hop mm-hmm. rather than theirs where it's like synth based. And sometimes they don't even add drums. Sometimes they don't need drums. Right. You know what I mean? Yours. I feel like you're heavy on the drums. And yeah. because of that, it's more hip hop centric. You know, I would say that was my goal from, and, and to I always put years on my shit because mm-hmm. I always see defining like moments in my life and I always remember it, right? So I would say up until now, I have been like that. I have been focusing on hip hop. I've been focusing on just drums in general because I felt like, and I felt like, you know, specifically Data Mosh, I felt like he's great at drums. I always went to him for drums for certain things like, I would trust him with drums. I would just know that I can close my eyes and get it back and I know it's going to sound the way I want it to sound. Right. So a lot of the times when we would collaborate on our shit, like I'll send him the melody and he'll send me back with the drums and I'll be like 100% static, you know? Where? But like, I always wanted to dabble into that. Like I love drums too. So it's kind of like, hmm, let me take some time and really focus on the the rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Like the actual core of a beat. So... I've been making more centralized, you know, drum, bass, beats, even if it's different genre lately. And that's actually what I'm trying to unlearn. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm trying to remove because my my original sound is not hip hop. My original sound is more like, and I won't just say not hip hop, not just hip hop. It's not like a traditional sound. Right. My influence is Pharrell and Chad. They make music for the clips and then they made music for Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Do you feel like <laughs> Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were kind of going into the the realm of the Neptunes and the clips were going into the realm of the Neptunes and that's why it worked? Yeah. I think that's why it worked. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that they worked to adhere to Britney Spears or Justin Timberlake. I think that those people worked to adhere to to them. That's, so yeah. that's why I don't I don't think that they need to consider themselves hip hop. Or if you're going to consider anything, Britney Spears was hopping on a hip-hop track and Justin yeah. Timberlake was hopping on a hip-hop track, if anything. Yeah, you know I mean? But other than that, I feel like they just made the music. Yeah. The person had to shape their sound to the music. Yeah, they, you know? they, they, you know, they were invited to the Neptune world. Right. That's how, and that's how it should be. 
personally speaking, when you work with a producer, you're invited to that producer's realm. Like you're diving into a mind and you, you have to hold your own, you know, be, right. be who you are. You know, when you listen to that track, that's Britney Spears track. Right, right. But something about it, you know, I'm a slave for you is not like any, you know, other song that she has. Because that is like probably arguably one of her best songs ever, you know. And I feel not- <laughs> like you could throw the clips on I'm a Slave and it wouldn't sound horrible. Oh, it would work. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, honestly, that's the same era. Like, that's what, 2001, 2000? Yeah, around there. Yeah, so like, the, you know, even Pusha, he was saying in his pot, you know, when he was talking with Joe Budden and shit, he was right, penning shit for Justin Timberlake. Right. The I'm loving it sh- shit came from him. Yeah. So like, when you say that he, he can, yeah, because that's all the same world. Pusha was a part of that world. Right. Eclipse was a part of that world. Right, so right. that's a great point. Do you yeah. want to create, for instance, I love the Star Trek album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that album. I love that, <laughs> that there was, there was so many people in that and on that project that they were in the, the Neptune's world, but yeah. the album worked so perfectly. Like even Busta Rhymes on, uh, Light Jazz on Fire. Like it just fits so perfectly. Snoop Dogg. Uh, I forget what the song was. It blow your mind, yeah, so, yeah something like that. But, right, yeah. and he fits so perfectly in that. And you take all these artists that have different sounds from each other and put them on these beats that all sound have a, a specific sound to them, and they all fit. Do you want to eventually work like that? Do you want to have like a group of people that you collaborate with, Hell and yeah. that's it? Hell or yeah. would you rather always work with different people? Well, I, I wouldn't rule one over the other. But I definitely look forward. And and that's why, you know, when Yumi said, like, I make beats with my friends, you know, I make music with my friends. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, I stand by that. Because, like, I'm not good at working through randomness, you know, unless it's a randomness in person, you know. So nowadays in the internet age, when you have to work via internet, we got to have that bond. And if once we figure out that bond, I'm riding it. I'm writing it out until we're, you know, wherever it takes us. I don't see music as like a one and done type situation. Like, yeah, to me, music is forever, bro. You know, you make a song and that song is going to live forever. So the fact that people put timestamps and shit like that on music is kind of whack to me because you should have your click. You should have your go tos. You should, you know, personally speaking and be open to working with. You know, and and that's probably a little against what I'm saying, you know, because I am more, you know, on the side of working with certain people, but I'm also not open with collaboration in the right setting. That's why my setting personally is in person. Like if you put me in a room with someone and you put beat machines, we're going to figure this shit out together. Right. right. I'm like that. But like, you know, I'm just not good through the email shit. I guess that's the only differentiator to make it super clear. I think that. All producers, if they land themselves into a clique of people that are all willing to collaborate and shit, I think that that's the best world for them. I feel like the the sadness comes in one of those worlds where it's like you don't have any creative people around you and you're just that guy that's online selling beats because you know how to produce. Your beats are dope, but like they live on the internet. You know what I mean? Rather than actually being in a musical space and, and creating with people like... Collabing with people is so much different than selling a beat to someone. Being in person with someone and and collaborating at the same time. Like, 
hearing someone start rapping, like if you were in the room with Swiggy and he starts spitting a verse while you're producing, even if it's like two lines in the yeah. background, you know that something is happening. Yeah, now I know where you to feel go. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you feel that energy. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are growing up these days and not having that. And I think that it's because everything's so accessible and putting music out is so easy now and like the to produce like it's not hard to download these programs mm -hmm. i feel like when we were young and we were coming up these things seemed so unattainable that like yeah. we made shit happen out of nothing yeah it was a lot of effort right like we took we, we were super creative with what we had because we had to be because it wasn't so easy to to just have like a studio recording or like it wasn't easy yeah, to record tracks we thought it was out of reach Absolutely. right and i think we worked harder because of that do you think that people nowadays are kind of in a world where they don't have to work as hard yeah and it's not it's not to say it in a bad way it's just the way technology is and where how far we've we've come right you know we're in a different like even when you position the 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 screens, you know, tablets, TVs, and all this shit. Like, I, like I have a son, three years old. I can't tell him not to use a tablet. I know that there's parents out there, and you know, and I see where you can get a little bit addicted. What do you think to the to the idea of like a Steve Jobs or one of those people didn't allow their kids to use any of the technology? That's it. And you know what? I look at it like this. If you're not going to allow your kids, you know, and pertaining to Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, you're not going to allow your daughter to use the iPad. Then that makes me wonder in this question right, right here, right. in this question. OK, if I'm allowed to think about that right now, that makes me wonder if you realize something we don't. That's what I think it is, though. Yeah. I think I think that these people recognize, and I'm talking about like a Bill Gates or like yeah. a Steve Jobs. I think that these people recognize that it's not good for us. Yeah, like, I think that they recognize that like we're actually causing harm to ourselves, whether that be addiction. I think that that's the major thing that they recognize is that it's addictive, and we're we're creating these technology addicts that yeah. we don't even realize. Like, now yo, think about it. it. You break, <laughs> you break your fucking phone. Like, you're immediately going to get a new phone. It's like when you run out of a pack of cigarettes when you're a cigarette smoker. When you run out that pack, you're going to get a new pack automatically. You can't even think about not having that pack of cigarettes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We break our phone. We're like, oh, shit. Tomorrow, I got to go and get right. a Right, immediately. Yeah. We can't give it a week. We yeah. can't. It's got to happen right after. So it does, It it is scary that the technology that we have uh, access to is kind of addictive to that degree. Yeah. You know? and, and I definitely, you know, I'm definitely limited. When, you know, my son's limited when it comes to it because, yeah, that aspect of it, absolutely. Right. And that makes me wonder, hmm, I hope it's just the addiction that they're, uh, you know. Right, and not like yeah, brain damage. Yeah, ain't something else that they know because that, then that's different. But Cancer. what's crazy is that we didn't have access to the technology from that age so it's kind of like this generation of kids is the first generation to really have access yes. for that long that's yes. where it's scary and 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 here's here's my you know because those are the negatives but my only thing is there are certain things like there's a program called abc mouse you know and it's it's a development learning program right for kids especially young kids and you know it's like all right if my kid's gonna use the tablet 
You know what I mean? Which I, this is the age. Like, this is it. We're already here. This is the future. Mm-hmm. So they're about to use tablets in schools. Like, this shit is real. So I'm not going to sit here and be that parent. You can't have a tablet. Like, that shit is just fucking stupid. Right. I'm going to position it in a way where it's going to be beneficial, healthy, you know, the ABC Mouse program, have him learn, you know, his numbers, his shapes, right. colors, all that. Like, now when I when I talk to him later in the day and he's mentioning some stuff that I know I didn't teach him. Right, he learned I know that he's getting it from ABC Mouse. It makes me feel a little bit better because it's like, at least it's not on some fucking, I don't know, bullshit yeah. game where you're not learning anything. Right. It's just games and you're just pressing things with your hands. Then the addiction conversation is absolutely true. 100%. Then it's like, take that shit away. Because right. now it's just a video game. And with anything, we we had video games when we were young. Yeah. We weren't allowed to do that shit all day, all night. Nah. You know, our parents would kill us. But but I I also feel like we were kind of addicted to that as well. That was our addiction. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that we lost out on anything, but we kind of did. If you like, all right, put it put it this way: all those hours that we spent gaming, right? Yeah. Every kid from from the nineties on, yeah. you know what I mean? We as soon as PlayStation One was out or Xbox or one of those, right? The amount of hours that we could have been learning something and chose to learn this game front to back. <laughs> If you think about shit like that, you're like, fuck, like I wasted a lot of fucking time. Yeah. I mean, you learned other things. And yeah. they say that like kids that are uh, raised gaming and shit, their their reflexes are heightened. Yeah. There's specific things that are actually beneficial from it. Yeah. But if you think about all the time that you could have put towards something else, you know yeah. what I mean? Like me, I wanted to play basketball. If I would have put the time that I put into playing fucking uh, NBA Live into actually going to the court and shooting a basketball... Maybe I would have gone further with basketball. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's one of those weird things where you have to consider uh, that type of shit. But uh, to tie this all in, uh, with this technology coming up and people being able to uh, make a beat on a phone, do you feel like that simplicity of, of how you're able to create music nowadays is going to kill the music? Or do you think that uh, well-produced music is always going to yeah. reign? Yeah, I think no matter what, it's what it sounds like. I'm not going to sit here and tell someone that may have used a phone that they can't make a good track. Right. Because that's what we went through as the software producers that we are, this age, this generation. Um, There's cats back then who would sit here and look at you different because you're making it on a computer. Right. Because you're not making it hardware. You know, so they'll look at you different, talk to you different, you know, treat you different because they see you as just a Fruity Loops producer. Right. Or, you know, you just, you're SoundCloud just on a computer, rapper. SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, right, titles, right, 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 right. So in my, in, in my understanding as a musician, I don't give a fuck what yeah. you made it on. As long as the shit sounds good, there we go. That was the whole point. Because even back then, they, you know... I'm sure there was a whatever record player they were using and then they went to tape and there's always going to be some resistance, you know, but at the end of the day, I think it's getting better. I think we're definitely getting to an age where there's probably some unknown fucking way to make something that's going to come out. It's going to blow our, or blow our minds and I'm all for it. Right. hundred percent. Do you think that, because um, for instance, in hip hop in particular, over the past, I would say two years, maybe three, 
you you start hearing all these people that are uploading uh, poor quality, yeah. and it's blowing up somehow. Yeah. Do you does that come off weird to you at all? At first, it did. Like the the biggest thing. Because I still I try saying. to understand that. You know, like <laughs> at least at least you're trying to understand it. Because there's there's people that are just turned off from it. Right. You know, and they're just like no, and that w- that used to be me. Like I always thought music had to be clean. You know, right. to a certain extent. Right. It has to be at least and then the biggest thing recently in recent years was like the XXX Tentacion right. look at me. Yeah. That shit was a muddy mess. Yes. But the feeling that I get from hearing that song as a <laughs> listener. Same, bro. I, I haven't gotten that from clean songs. I enjoyed that song <laughs> so much, but when I started playing it, I just knew something was it was it was like distorted as fuck, and yeah. I'm like, it it felt like they took the master fader yeah. and just turned it to up to twelve yeah. and just released the song as is. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get why this works, but it works. Yeah. Like it sounded great. It sounded it sounded like shit, but what you just said, like how you felt, yeah. the emotion, the energy. When I heard that song, it was on Pigeons and Planes. They like reposted it, and I knew the second I heard it. Oh, this song is fucking out of here. <laughs> and I was yeah. I was showing people way before it even like my boys, I was showing them before it even blew up because it was this weird picture of like a, a white kid with like shit in his yeah. like nostril. Whatever it was, it was. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. And I was like, yo, this this is gonna like be it. Like this this kid is definitely gonna go somewhere. Yeah. And they didn't like it. And then of course, like a year later, everyone's bumping it. And I'm like, yeah. fuck. Like I remember when this shit dropped and I knew because it just had something to it. But because of that, it's like, do you think music doesn't necessarily need to sound a certain way? It's just all about the feeling of it? 100%. And the reason why I say that is because I'll use a, an important chapter in fucking hip-hop history, 808 and Heartbreak. Right. That album was the, the halt in expectation. It was like, hold up. Because I remember personally... When I first heard Love Lockdown, he performed it live. I loved it. Cause my ears were already tuned to different sounds as a young as a young kid. So I'm listening to it as music and I'm listening to it as fucking Kanye, who I like. This guy that I like. And when when um Love Lockdown came on, me and Data, we loved it. But a lot of cats around us wasn't really hip to it because it's different. It's it's the halt and expectation. I didn't understand the hatred for that album because like like to me, say you will. Yeah. Love lockdown. Those like, if you just listen to it from the perspective of it sounding good, yeah, then you would have liked it. Yeah. But at the time, I understood also why people didn't like it. But I think we were young enough to like kind of perceive it how we should have, like yeah. as music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you go from college dropout to late registration to was eight oh eight the third album graduation then graduation then eight oh eight now. All this sample-based music and all this like <laughs> hip hop, hip hop shit. So I understand why the like the backpack fans yeah. were mad about that album. Yeah. But like, it's kind of strange how the backpack. I feel like the backpack fans turned into the uh, the eight oh eight and heartbreaks fan base now. They did. You know what I mean? Like the backpack kids from back then turned into the backpack kids that are like Kid Cudi fans now and Facts. shit. You know what I mean? And that's all derived from that. Yeah. The Drake. That's why it's the that's the biggest staple in hip hop. We're still living off of the energy off that album, right? Because 
had that album not existed, who the fuck knows where we would even be with sound wise. Yeah. Like the, cause that was the experimental, you know, phase of music with hip hop. You know, we can't talk about other genres cause they've been doing shit like that. Right. That's not, that's pop. But a hip hop artist make, this is not like run DMC collaborating with rock. This is not that. And, the reason why I say that is because this guy went and, and removed himself from a complete genre, which is who he was, and just said, I'm going to go do this. And that, to me, was like, if anything, brave, you know? Right. That's definitely brave, but it was just like, it shows you how important it is to really just like music and like emotion for music. Because if you're not listening to music for the way it makes you feel, to you know, to get something from it, and you're just listening to it to find something that you don't like, then you're not really listening to music. <laughs> because of the superstardom that Kanye had, I think he was able to get away with it. Yeah. But I, I agree. Do I you feel agree. like do you feel like the eight oh eights album cheapened the sound of music from that point on? Because I I could see how there would be an argument for simplification of music from that point on. Yeah. Absolutely to me. I yeah. feel like Music got super simplified, and that's where all these new kids come in. The melodic kids, the ones that aren't really saying much. <laughs> but they're, yeah. they're just, it's all a vibe. Everyone is, yo, I know that they're not spitting lyrics, but, I mean, the vibe of the song. And I, that hurts me as a rapper. I yeah. understand as a producer that might not, that probably won't affect you the same way. But as, like, a, a pure rapper, and I come up listening to Jay-Z and Nas and fucking all the, Big L big pun yeah these dudes who like spit spit you know what i mean the cheapening of like hip-hop it like hurts me to the core and i understand that like i need to get over it like as a as a man as a fucking artist like you need to get over that shit because you just have to kind of roll with it but like i feel like that album on cheapened hip-hop a little bit it did and i i i can't put the blame on him like if i'm thinking about it I can't really blame him and say that it's his fault, but it did. Right. It definitely did because after that, we had the birth of the Kid Cudi sound and the Kid Cudi sound transitioned to, and if anything, the 808 sound, in my personal opinion, was a Kid Cudi sound. Right. I think even Kanye. No, I think he's a carbon copy. I think that the music that he makes, just like I feel like the Yeezus album and Travis Scott are carbon copies of each other. Like, I don't. And I don't feel like like Cuddy's copying 808s. I feel like 808s and Cuddy are just the same. They're the exactly. same thing. You know exactly. what I mean? Just like I feel like when you listen to Yeezus, think about Travis Scott before oh, no. you. Like I'm, not I'm you in particular. That, yeah. yeah, not not you in particular, but like a, a person that's listening right now. Yeah. Like think about Travis Scott before you listen to Yeezus and you're going to hear that the whole album is just Travis oh, Scott. Absolutely. It's a Travis Scott album, you know? So I feel like Kanye was working off of... Uh, people who were influencing his sound at the time yeah. but he influenced the whole culture because he had that superstardom yeah. but because of that and because not everyone can accomplish what Kanye accomplishes yeah. not everyone is Kanye especially at that time like to me he's the most influential person of my lifetime besides like a 50 cent I feel like 50 cent the way he came up and the way that everyone wanted to be 50 cent at one point yeah. I feel like Kanye and 50 and then you got your Drake and Cole and Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. That's the next generation. But I feel like those two are like the biggest influencers. And I don't think everyone could could do what Kanye does. And I think that because 
he comes out, cheapens the sound, and people can't recreate what he is, it just makes everything weaker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why I could say I, I definitely see it. Yeah. Because you got a lot of copycats, and that, I feel like, it's a it's a good and bad thing. You know, it's not, it's which means it really isn't anything. It's just what it is. Like, when you, sometimes when you copy, you're just recreating what you like. And then eventually you find that sound later down the road you know whoever you are but we, i guess we haven't hit that road yet <laughs> well i guess this is the sound I, I guess you could say in hip-hop where we have this just yeah all songs are two minutes now and the attention span is just slow so i don't I, you know i would say honestly it would be from 808s but it would also be from the mix of the trap music because trap music was just trap music right it was just one it was a certain type of people making this music you know what i mean like when you hear trap music you think of atlanta you know what i mean it, at that time that was also a simple even the beats like that the beats were fucking nothing we called it cheap yeah right like, right right nothing in comparison to what we're used to exactly like right. production and then you started to hear the uh the trendy you know hi-hats and then it became a style and you know it just spread you know but the early days like not even i don't even know if this is considered trap music this was like snap music like the d4l and right you know all those shit like all that that but i feel like that all simple. transitioned into it yeah like that that was definitely a mix of right. then you have the the people like kanye the stardom who brings who brings it to the masses like yeah it's cool to be simple it's cool to remove you know it's cool to just rap over i don't know some sense right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like because yeah, yeah. nobody was really doing that nobody was really rapping over since right like it, that was actually well put together right you know even though it was simple so yeah i would say he had a hand in it but atlanta had a good part <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah. they had a great part in bringing the simplicity and Again, not good or bad. This is what we have today. Right. This that's how I see it. What inspires you now? Now, inspiration for me comes like musically, I would say it comes from something that made me feel a certain way back then. So now I'm I'm running off certain nostalgia from sounds that I always wanted to finish. Right. So nowadays, I like I said, I'm just going. I'm removing a lot of things and I'm going back. So, even the music I'm listening to, I would say it's more back to my roots. I, I was listening to a lot of Radiohead in my earlier days, you know, of my production, and that's where I got my sound. And then there was a time I wasn't listening to them at all. You know, I wasn't listening to Prince. I wasn't listening to these people that I was listening to when you were making music the way you I was wanted to make music. Right. And it was. That was the influence that made me and still does ride through the music, even though I'm not listening to these guys or whoever. I'm making music a certain way because of the things I'm already conditioned to, you know, right. that I like. So nowadays, because I wasn't really, I was just, you know, making, 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 I had to remove myself and actually go back to the listener mode and, oh shit, like, let me tune my ears back into how I fell in love with this in the first place. So my inspiration nowadays comes from just. I don't even make music as much. Like I'm literally just listening and then I just get in a mood and a zone and I just create something like that. Right. So now my actual, my me making music is pretty like 
whether it's a young punk agenda, whether it's a shriggy agenda, whether it's, you know, data Maj, cool earth, whatever it is, that's when I'm making music. But when I'm talking about me, myself, I'm now coming back into my early days. So I'm reaching back into that point in that bucket and getting inspiration from there. Right. So I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even really inspired of new music. Like I, I can't sit here and say that I listen to, you know, this person and that person and, these are my favorite artists right now because I really just don't. I, I don't listen to a lot of music in general. I'm in so much work mode that this is normal for me now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so used to just listening to what I listen to that I'm kind of, like, cool with that for now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Can you speak on Young Punk a little bit? Oh, just, yeah. Just for people that, like, haven't heard. Absolutely. Young Punk consists of me, Shiki, and Mark. And Shiki you know, form Young Punk through an idea of just being anti. And it wasn't just so much thinking about it. It was really the frustration we were going through, that he was going through at the time and I was going through at the time with just music and how we wanted things to sound that, um, you know, we met just making music together, just sending beats. And even that's a perfect example. This is a guy that I met in person and I actually got a chance to form a relationship with in person that 75% of the music that we made at that time was through emails because I already knew him and I already knew what type of beats to send him. So I'm going to send you five beats and I know four of them are going to pop. Maybe that one may not because that's something I kind of wanted you to, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. these, I know these are going to sound good for you because I, boom. So we formed me and Sheik worked together just off working together as beat maker and rapper. Young Punk formed was from an idea that he had just to bring it to life, just to bring his ideas to life. And I was just like, I support you. I'm a ride for it. I'll, I'm happy to play my position as producer role in this because when it comes to ideas, I'm not afraid to let someone have the idea. Right. To say that it's theirs. Like, right, right. bro, if you want to say it's yours, it's yours. You know what I mean? So it was never that power struggle between me and him because he would always say Young Punk is us, but I could recognize and say you created it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, I got to give you your props because Young Punk came. So Young Punk was from him, but then I stylized it. I took the, you know, the vowels out, you know, pretty much. Right. and just made it. All right, Young Punk, let's just style it like that. And he was like, cool. So now I can honestly say you incorporated now it's a part of my right, end. Right, right, now right. my incorporation, the collaboration is coming into play. Now we can honestly say it's a hand in hand thing. Right. So the creative process is just going to get more fun because now I can see it as mine. You see it as yours. Cool. Let's work together. And then we just start to make music. So a lot of our music was just hip hop bass and just like. A lot of my earlier beats, like a lot of the beats that he chose were like from beats from like 2013 to 2015. Really? Yeah, straight up. Like I would like, he'll, I'll send him newer beats that I'm working on at that time. And he'll just, he couldn't get with it. But now I'll just go into my old packs and I'm just like, mm, let me send him this. I think I can hear him on this. And then he'll just be like ecstatic. Like he'll just right. be like, yo. And one of the first songs we made was this song called Type Giddy Lit. And he just made that as just like, just like a random and i love working with she because he he makes songs with like a story in mind like right. he he creates a whole scene for you so like it's cool because he like a lot of the times with rappers it's you know i me 
you know, with him, he's talking about Susie. He's talking about Miriam. He's talking about fucking Stacy. You know what I mean? He's talking about these characters that he's creating in a world. Right. So that's, and, and I could get with that because I'm into video games. You know, I'm into, you know, just shit like that. Like, I just love being up in a part of a different world in some aspects, you know, right. I guess you could say. So that definitely came from that. And also, now more recently, we start to incorporate, incorporate uh, live instrumentation. He plays guitar. He plays bass. Uh, Mark is his best friend and the way mark came about he was just brought him along one day and was just like yo it's my boy mark I'm like what's up <laughs> <laughs> and um you know we're here this is we're, we were in this room and we just started jamming and it felt right right so i'm like oh okay so this is young punk you know shiki mark and me cool do you think you found your your guru to you being the dj premiere do you think that you know, <laughs> shiki works as that that perfect collaborator for like future projects and everything i would say my my guru to premiere would be me and shwiggy like i would say that and my she like me and shiki would be like n-e-r-d okay you see what i'm saying yeah like i feel like young punk is my n-e-r-d and when i work with shwiggy i'm in my producer mode i'm in my right, neptune's right, mode right. you know what i mean i'm producing so like when it comes to playing a role i play different roles but it's the same role right at the same time i'm making the music i'm making the beats but like in this role in the young punk role it's more evolved it's definitely like we're we're writing together um sometimes we're just talking you know a lot of the writing process we'll just talk the whole session and then we'll make music before we leave. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think it's, excuse me, I think it's different, you know, with, with me and uh, Shiki and these guys. Because he does view music as, like, in a similar way that I do in terms of, like, he wants to be, like, different. And I and I definitely respect that and I aspire, that, but to, aspire to be different because we're in an age right now where you're t you're constantly getting pushed down your throat the same shit. Right, and you may hear it all the time in different ways, and but it's real. It's like we're being fed something, and imagine you're being fed it, and you realize what it tastes like, and you realize you don't like the taste, and you want to try something different. It's the frustration in trying to get that out is where Young Punk is right now. We're trying to finally be able to say, okay, we can do whatever the fuck we want to do, but what are we gonna do? You know, right. what are we gonna make count? And that's what we're we're working on right now. So that's why the first album was definitely perfect because that was those were the sessions of us coming together. Right. Like that was our first like coming together album. Like what you hear on that is literally what we've been working on the past three months. So was there any tracks left off of that album? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like there were certain songs that we didn't either finish or we didn't want to put it on there. You know, for whatever reason. So, yeah, we definitely have a lot of songs that we're going to, you know, move it over to whatever we're going to do next. Absolutely. Right. That's dope. Yeah. Um, what do you see happening uh, for the future? You be Besides working on Young Punk, what do you uh, see in your near future as far as making music goes? Personally, I feel like my next goal is cementing 19808 as a brand, more so of artists, like, I feel like, like I had some, you know, like, 
I guess you could say like hood success when it comes to certain personal songs, like set it off is probably like has the most plays on my whole SoundCloud. And that's just a dance record. Right. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's definitely room in that avenue of me. I felt like I haven't ex- exploited that, you know, for better words. I, I feel like I haven't really channeled that part of me that has yet to be, like, you know, brought out. So right. I feel like, personally, where I'm going to go next with it is probably going to be, like, more electronic because that's just where my head has always been at. You know, like, just whenever I make music, I'm always listening to... You know, whenever I make music, I'm always bringing it back to when I was listening to a lot of my, you know, spacier, spacier interests. So, you know, I'm probably going to go more towards, like, the electronic route. Right. Yeah. And do you... Are you comfortable there as of right now? Or do you want to get more comfortable there? And and that's what you're kind of trying to explore. I'm comfortable there because I never not felt comfortable. Right. So, like... If anything, I would say I'm. There's been points where I could say I was comfortable or not comfortable with hip hop. Yeah. There's been moments where I've been comfortable. There's been moments I have been comfortable. But like with with diff, like that type of music, I feel like that was just always the type of music I've been making. Right. To a certain like, there's always been a trace of that. Right. So it's right. not weird for me to not do it and then to go back to doing it because even when I'm quote unquote not doing it, I'm doing it. So that is your comfort zone. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Like, I don't... Like, if anything, if you pick out 10 beats of my best beats, it's probably going to be some type of, you know, weird combination of hip-hop and, and pop. Or, right. you know, electronic, whatever it is. Because that's just what I like to mix. But, um, yeah, and that's, that's really where I get my inspiration when I hear... Because the hip-hop, a lot of things with hip-hop is that, you know, you get fed the same thing over and over in what, whatever area you're in. But then you had the guys like the Neptunes were feeding you those different types of beats with these artists that you loved. So, like, you would hear a Jay-Z change clothes and be like, what the fuck kind of drum break is this? Like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I feel about this? It's a lot of piano. It's a lot of space in between the drums. It's just, okay, cool. I like it. Right. And that's that's where I want to be. Like, I want to be able to just put shit together and just say I like it or not. Because, you know, a lot of that is going to come from the dance records. I, one of my favorite songs is fucking uh, Crystal Waters' Gypsy Woman. You know, that's one of my, like, my mom used to play that around the house when I was a kid. And that that organ loop used to be stuck in my head for years to come because that was just, that's all I remember. So whenever I try to listen to music, I'm, I'm always going to remember the things that made me feel good. And it was more so those house records. Right. You know, and that's what I mean more like uh, dance. When I say dance, I really mean like house music, you know, Jersey, Jersey house and shit like that. Right, right. Yeah, so that's definitely where I want to take it back to. Because even hip hop, I'm not going to, you know, position myself and pigeonhole myself to a certain genre because I love hip hop too. You know, that's that's as far as I know too. You know, I know only hip hop. So, you know, I definitely want to experiment with like the, even with Young Punk, we're doing a little bit more rock, a little bit more alternative i'm I'm cool for exploring but i recognize that i have to channel something you know stick to something at least for now and see it through and i, I feel like i'm gonna see through that you know the electronic Perfect. side well i think that i've gotten everything that i wanted to <laughs> get out of this interview yeah. because i feel like 
of course, like with every artist that I've interviewed so far, yeah, there's there's never like an end. To oh the, yeah, oh to yeah. The interview, like <laughs> the interview, and and also like we're not far from each other. Yeah. So it's like I could always come through and do a part two with you. Oh yeah. And do facts. a part three, but I feel like for right now, as far as I don't want to uh, press anything yeah, and try yeah, to like yeah. get more out of it than, yeah, yeah, yeah. than needs to be gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've gotten everything I wanted, and. uh and I'm I'm happy that you invited me to your place. I oh, want to sure. thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I wanted to be a little bit different, you know. Right, right. The, yeah, no, it was you know. it was dope. And um, I guess uh, give people your Instagram and oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Twitter handles. Nineteen eight oh, like you can find me pretty much. Just Google nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eight oh eight. The O is an O. It's not a zero. So nineteen eight oh eight. You can Google it. You'll find my Twitter. You'll find my Instagram, and you'll find my SoundCloud. Uh, pretty much, you know, my handles are a little bit different, but if you Google me, it's going to be easy to find. And you're on, are you on Spotify, Apple Music, all that? Yes. Okay. So, like, if you if you go on Apple Music, you'll find that me and Freddie, um, we did an EP called Fred is Dead. Right. And I produced exclusively all the beats. I think he helped me with a couple. And then one I did with uh, Cool Earth, which is me and Datamage. So, if anything, when it comes to, like, Apple Music, you could just find something that I've done. Right. Beat-wise. And then it'll kind of bring you to who, what my sound is, right, right. where my mind is at, mixing, mastering, you know, sample choice, all that shit. Like you'll you'll figure it out who I am. And then also, um, my SoundCloud definitely. If you want to go to SoundCloud nineteen eight letter O eight, which is one nine eight letter O eight, you can go on my SoundCloud and you'll definitely see my highlights of what I, you know, am recognized for. At least people who know me. Personally, right, or right. even people who may not know me and know of my music, it's because of my SoundCloud, Word. for sure. 100%. Okay, well, thank you so much for hey. inviting me here. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, and guys, this has been Digging the Garden, episode six. I didn't do an intro because when I started this, there was no point where I wanted to like break and be like, hey, I'm going to do an intro here. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I just felt like it was flowing, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to do an intro. But thank you guys for listening, and... Uh, I'm going to try to be back soon. Hey, right. peace, peace out, guys.